0: What's up, guys? Roy here, and you are listening to the Balanced Male Podcast Series. And today's episode is the third episode, and it's titled, My Journey to Find Balance for the Times in My Life When It's Anything But That. Now, before I really get into it, I just kind of want to let you guys in and, and describe sort of the situation I'm in right now. What I've done is I've taken one of our our guest room in our house and I've kind of turned it into my pseudo studio and (laughs) I've put big poster paper all over the wall because that's kind of how I work when I'm writing out my thoughts and my ideas and how I would study in school. So I've got all these pieces of poster paper up and just covered in markers I mean all sorts of colors it's basically a, a rainbow of of my my brain and the sun's coming in So it's kind of a beautiful moment right now but it's just <laughs> it's just funny to if you guys could see this I don't know if you would be able to understand it and, and I don't think I'd want you guys to to really understand it because it's almost like you're getting a picture of, of what my brain would look like. It's kind of like letting someone look into the center console of your car. And we all know what goes in those. There's just a treasure trove of, of our craziness. But anyway, back to this episode. the My journey to find balance for the times in life when life is anything but that. And I felt like talking about this because I know I'm not the only one that struggles sometimes when, when our life gets really overwhelming or it feels very full and I, we don't know what to do about that. And so I just wanted to talk about sort of what I've done, the steps I've taken and the work I've really done to to set up practices and patterns for the times in my life when things get overwhelming so that I have a quick little checklist of things that I can do to kind of help me or guide me through those times in my life and this thinking and journey started when when I decided to be a public school teacher. Now I'm not going to go into what it's like being a teacher or all that stuff or start a, a conversation about the plight of the teacher but you know when I decided to be a teacher I remember I had this image in my head of what a teacher is and does and that was because of my dad. My dad was a public school teacher and you know, he did so much. He was a drama director, he was a choral director, and he was a music teacher. And so he was always working and working so much. And I remember I would see him come home and he would sit down on the couch at like 6.30 or 7 at night and just pass out and wake up and and talk to us some days, or sometimes he would just have to go and grade papers or things like that. And then he would go to sleep, and he would get up, and it was this this cycle of always doing that. And my dad, I know that he loved what he did, but there was this sort of cycle that it just never seemed like it was fun for him, or gratifying it was just this cycle of of work stress crash stop everything take some time for yourself chill or you're sick start feeling better get back to it and it would just go round and round and round and so i knew that when i'm just that when i decided to be a teacher one i didn't want that and so I was you know started thinking about what can I do to not get that and then when I finally got the job I remember sitting in this class what was a class it was it was some kind of meeting and it was kind of with all the teachers that had just been hired and that we were filling out paperwork or stuff like that I can't remember fully but we were just sitting around and I th- every conversation that I could hear or that was being that i was a part of was all about oh my gosh here we go oh it's gonna be so much work and and they were complaining about the work and complaining about how they didn't have time for themselves and then that opened the door to complain about their husbands or their partners and then and then complain about administration then complain about how summertime it's not really summertime and just everybody felt i just could feel this sense that no one Either had balance, didn't know what to do about that, and that was just, they just accepted that this was just how it was going to be. And I remember that was when I was like, okay, I am not, I do not want that. And I believed that another way was possible. And I also just wanted to protect myself because being a teacher... Is, is a different profession because it's a it's a profession of service it's a profession that you have to give of yourself and I know there's many other professions like that doctors psychiatrists um chiropractors nurses and I remember thinking like if I'm going to give to my students and to these people then i have to find the way to receive what i need so that i can be the best me i could be (laughs) that sounds so silly but it's true very true and so what i did essentially is i just started with i asked myself what do i need that simple five word what do i need four words <laughs> what do i need to find balance and to keep balance and to do what i need to do so that i can serve my students but then also i can't you know i can't forget this very important part i had to serve my wife and so what do i need to serve my students serve my wife And be the best me that i could be and as i looked inward and thought about it i found that i had four really main areas of need i had mental i had emotional i had physical and i had spiritual needs and then i began to look at these areas as sort of pillars or the structures that keep me up and I I remember drawing these I drew sort of, I wrote my name in big sort of bold letters and then under it I made these little pillars and I kind of drew them up and I made it look as though these pillars are what hold me up and they help me function at a level that I believe is my highest self and keep me successful. So I have these areas, and each of these areas have specific needs, and and I had to find the ways to get those needs met. And so I started just writing down sort of ideas and things that, that I would want for each of these little areas. For example, start with my mental pillar. You know, in this pillar, I know that, that I need, you know, therapy. I've been going to a therapist for the last three or four years of my life, you know, with alone and with me and my wife, and it's probably been one of the most beneficial things that I do and that's helped me the, probably the most in my life, just, just having someone to talk to, having someone to help look at these patterns that I've developed over my life and how to break those patterns. So I make sure that I talk to this person, you know, once a quarter, sometimes once a month. And so that helps feed that mental pillar of my life. I also try to do something creative. Um, I have this big part of me i've talked about that in the first podcast that, that just the need to be creative and when i'm doing something whether it's writing or just playing the guitar or the ukulele for the kids or just coming up with something fun to do in the classroom you know that helps that pillar i also trying to learn something you know nothing too big right now i'm trying to learn how to paddleboard that's helping my mental then it also kind of bleeds into my physical but i'll talk about how some of these needs end up going through each pillar but anyway uh learning that or you know sometimes i just find a a dish i want to create or or cook for carly um once in a while and that that feeds that as well and then the last sort of need is, is just reading you know i read books I wouldn't say I'm a voracious reader but I definitely am read I read a lot I usually am trying to read two two books at a time I used to do three books but that just got nuts Um, but I usually read a book for pleasure and a book that will sort of not not like a learning book but for example like I'm reading a the books i'm reading now are one of the books in the series of the expanse series it's a science fiction uh, series and then i'm also reading this book called smash and it's the history of of punk rock in the 90s so that's an example of a book for learning and then a book for just pleasure so that's my mental my emotional pillar uh once again therapy i kind of i put it in both of them but therapy mainly for car my wife and i um you know, we see them together. I think uh that's helped our, our marriage immensely. Um so the therapy with my wife, uh friendship, you know, making time for my friends. Uh I think friendship is one of the single most greatest things that we can have in our life. I have about five guys from uh, Atlanta and then I have a few guys here in Virginia but I just make time for them. You know, it could be as simple as just a five minute phone call or going out for wings on Wednesdays, making that sort of pattern. Um, But then also lastly, just my relationship with my wife. I think that's the biggest thing that feeds that emotional pillar of my life. I, I think the biggest thing we do, what I do is, you know, date nights every Thursday. Is something. It doesn't. It's n- not necessarily a big date night or big date, but we do something with just us once a week, and that's that's helped our relationship and it's fed both of us to keep us going and made our marriage awesome by doing that. And then I also, oh, I also, <clears throat> I sort of allow the space for feelings to come i know that sounds kind of silly but you know especially as men you know we have these feelings and a lot of times we don't know what to do with these feelings or i'm not allowed to be sad i'm not allowed to be upset i'm not allowed to to feel what i'm feeling and i thought i I noticed that just growing up and, and just in life and i felt that this pillar i needed to allow that space to feel whatever i'm feeling even if it's anger Even if I'm really mad at something that happened at work, I allow that space for that anger. Now, it's okay for me to feel anger, but I also know that I can't let that anger control me and put me in a situation that is not beneficial or will hurt myself or others. And so allowing that space gives me the time and yes the space to deal with the feelings find what i need and move through it with a more fluid approach and not looking at the emotions are wrong the feelings are wrong but it it helps me to find the solutions and what i need to work through those feelings and that's something that i wish i had learned so many years ago so those things help with the emotional pillar now the third one third pillar my physical pillar i mean that's you know basically as simple as you know just exercise eating well and wellness um i try to exercise something at least three sometimes four times a week um i try to eat as well as i can um i i i don't i think the only fast food that i allow myself is chick-fil-a nowadays Um, because man those chicken sandwiches are something else (laughs) i know us in the south we know that full well that chick-fil-a but but you know i i think eating well is not something that i approach with a restrictive mindset by any means or or denying myself what I want. It's just taking it and transforming it into something that will feed me in a way that gives me all I want, gives me that joy, gives me that deliciousness that we all look for in food. And the biggest thing that I do with eating well is my daily lunches. Now, you know, I, I, I observed my teachers growing up and my dad and, and other teachers in just what they ate during the day. And it was always just quick and easy, quick and fast. And they would have like a piece of pizza and a coke or I remember this one teacher had a cheese stick and a diet coke and and I used to look at that and be like how how is that enough you know and then I and then I also watch teachers they just go with whatever the kids are eating in the cafeteria and you know we could go on a whole nother tangent about the public school system and we're feeding the kids but I think that I just didn't want to be at the mercy of the cafeteria. And so what I've done is just developed, I just, I make my lunches all the time. I, I batch cook on a Sunday. It takes me about an hour and I think about what is, what do I need? What do I want in my lunch? And it's usually a protein, greens, veggies, and some kind of carbs. And I just batch cook it and portion it out for the week and i bring that every day and that has helped me so much because really i I was looking at that it's like how can i serve my students on a cheese stick and a diet coke for lunch (laughs) i just that was impossible and so first off allowing the batch cooking allows the food to be quick and easy i don't have to think about it during the day i just throw it in my lunchbox and go but it just allows for me to eat well and i get compliments on my lunches all the time and teachers are always asking what i what is it and how i do it and how i find the time and it really is just 45 minutes to an hour on a sunday for the entire week you know and i make sure also that my snacks i bring good snacks i I just don't want to be thinking about food while I am at school because I want to be thinking about serving my students my lessons and provide you know and just freeing up me to be present for my students as much as I can be so that's helped immensely and and I can you know if you guys want questions or how to do it or things that I cook or things like that you know you can contact me and I'd be willing to help you with that more than willing to help you with that because I think we all we all could benefit from that eating well during the day and then lastly for physical you know it's just a wellness approach to life that my wife and I do it's supplements vitamins I see a chiropractor I get what I need when I need it from doctors Um, and then I also just rest, allowing that space to rest, to chill, you know, trying to get good night's sleeps, you know, trying to make sure the weekend is something I have time to just rest, decompress, chill. Um, and that, you know, those things feed that physical part of me because rest is so important because we need to rest to show up for the next day. And a lot of us, I think, when it comes to things we give up first, it's always rest. And I think, for me, I wouldn't say it's the last. It's it's usually the last thing I give up. I have to sometimes. It's it's very, I just, I say, nope, I have to go to bed. No, I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. No, I'll have to get with you in the morning about it. Um, and it gets hard to do, but but i think when i'm fully rested that physical pillar is strong and that keeps me going throughout the week and the last pillar my last area need is the spiritual pillar and this was kind of the toughest one for me to find what i needed in that but uh i think what helped me in this the most is i was listening to another podcast with uh pete holmes and rob bell were talking and and he was they were saying that i think it was pete holmes that said when it came to this he's like you know am i getting quiet rest study and contemplation and that was when it kind of that was what gave me the voice and i was like oh wow okay cool because what i didn't want is when i say spiritual it's not for me, it's not about going to church, per se. If that's what you need to fill your sp- spiritual life, go for it. Be it. Do it. Right on. But for me, spiritual was just this bigger word, this bigger encompassing thing of, of just things. of Like, I sit here and wonder, what is my place in the universe? Um, and so what I do is, you know, I, I make sure that during my week, am I getting quiet rest, and contemplation? For quiet, you know, I, I meditate i think having that time to just sit be quiet meditate be still just helps calm that part of me and and connects me to to something bigger um and also like i'm saying somehow this quiet helps my emotional it helps my physical it helps my mental you know the meditating um rest you know just just having that time to myself study i i like to ask questions and and look for for answers in books whether it be Eckhart Tolle whether it be Don Miguel Ruiz you know just these other authors that help answer those questions right now I just got finished reading uh, Grist for the Mill by Ram Dass once again plugging Pete Holmes and Rob Bell they were the guys that led me to that book just searching for answers you know and then as I'm studying I'm just contemplating it and contemplating that what is my purpose in the universe what is the bigger picture what is life trying to show me and just having that space for all of those things helps feed that spiritual part of me that for me is a big part of me and doesn't have to be and what i'm not saying is if you don't feel that that then you're wrong or something you need to change that but i just you know that's not what i mean it's that's just me And i need to fill that part of me because i know that most of my life i couldn't ask those questions you know i come from a very rigid christian church structure and the older i got i realized the need for questions the need for contemplation the need for the space to find the answers not sort of my way in this like prideful conceited way but just not The way that was shown to me because i'd never felt free in that structure and so having that space and having that time to where i can wrestle with these themes and with these questions sort of helps me go to bed at night (laughs) and stops me from lying awake wondering is there a god god what is my purpose what is the bigger picture what are we supposed to be doing right now (laughs) (laughs) because i've had many nights keeping up thinking that nobody wants that so so those are my four main areas of need my uh, pillars that have helped me to find balance in my life when times have been anything but that and just to to review or to look back basically you know what i did was first i looked inward and i asked myself what i needed and sometimes that's harder than it than it sounds but the most important thing is to just find what you need and that takes honesty and that takes courage you too You find the ways to get those needs met. Three, you just have to show up for yourself. Take action to do those things that you need to do for those areas of your life. And then fourth, or lastly, is just repetition, repetition, repetition. You know, the more I did this, you know, the easier it became. For me, I mean it wasn't just I just woke up one day and I did all of these things perfectly I don't even know what perfect would look like but it was just the constant no Roy show up for yourself this is what you need do it and the more that I did it the easier it became and then the patterns were there and it almost became harder for me not to do it because I was so used to doing these things. And so, just repetition, those patterns, gave me the strength to help make these pillars, these areas strong for these times when it gets tough or I feel imbalanced. And what I've found is that since I did all this work a couple of years ago, these days that have been very overwhelming for me, it was easy for me to find the time to, to myself, find the time to get what I needed instead of asking myself, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do right now. I'm feeling very overwhelmed. You know, it was, for example, you know, my life these last few months have been pretty challenging. I had renovations on my house, which sound easy, but when you have people in your space, building and hammering and changing it gets overwhelming because your home is supposed to be your place of calm and it wasn't you know and then I had my job my everyday job and then my wife she's pregnant with our first child and so that has you know a lot that's required with that and then lastly my dad had been battling cancer and he recently passed away these uh last month and so to say my life was full is kind of an understatement. And what I'm so grateful for is that I did this work because my life felt upside down. And instead of not knowing what to do to help me, I had these little sort of whispers of, no, you're, you're feeling overwhelmed and you haven't had time. To yourself so you need to go take a walk or you haven't you're kind of frustrated right now you see that anger and you see this overwhelmness. so why don't you go work out go take some time for yourself for physical so that you can kind of work out whatever you're feeling or you know have you sat down and read for a minute have you talked to your friends about what you're feeling or have you done a date night with carly and so and in, in having those whispers and those thoughts come to me it just made it easier to navigate through this time of my life and i am just so grateful for that and so as i sort of begin to wrap things up i just wanted to leave you guys with just a few things to remember things that that i've learned through this process. And I think the first thing is, it's a journey. It really is. It's not something that will be figured out in the moment. You know, you're going to be constantly discovering new things that you like, new things that you need, because, you know, we're growing, we're changing as people. And and it'll be, it's not going to be this straight path that clearly laid out you know it takes it takes you and it took me you know going taking this right turn right here and just trying this out and if it didn't work come back and then move into the left and it was kind of like a winding road and it's okay you know and I think also that you need to know that it's never going to look the same each day I think that was the biggest thing for me I You know each day has presents new challenges new things and yes you might have a nine to five where you show up and it's the same job every day but it's not because it's a new day and new things can happen and you might for me I found that like I didn't have you know four four hours to do whatever I wanted to I might only have 20 minutes and you know that's not a lot of time to read or to think or to quiet but but really if that's all the time you have if you choose to to spend that time to to feed yourself then it's gonna be okay and it's great and it's wonderful and you can't be looking at it like this checklist like well yesterday I had 10 minutes and now I only have five because all that's going to become is more work and this should not be that at all this should be enjoyable and a growing process with you and and that's what led me to kind of thinking that it's this this process isn't it's dynamic it's not a static thing to where you know dynamic means it's constantly changing and growing and static is fixed and so you have to look at you can't look at yourself as fixed in the state that you're never going to be growing or changing it's like i think somebody tony robbins said if you're not growing you're dying so allow for the growth allow it to be moving allow it to be different trusting that it's a journey you know i think it's allowing that space for growth transformation and change if needed you know i think that having that space for the growth and transformation is what makes this fun because it, it allows me to to be open to new ideas and new thoughts and, and new things to add to myself. And, and then lastly, I think, you know, I want to come back to that step I talked about, about repetition. You know, the patterns are what give you the foundation. Um, and I think about that because people always ask me, um, where do I find time to to make my lunches every week you know or or they say like i can't do that because i have two children or i have three children or this or i'm all by myself you know i'm a single mother and you know i get that but i think what i sort of tell them is is at least i've formed this pattern and this foundation to where in the moment if it's a sunday and because i'm about to have a little boy and you know i might have to reevaluate how i do it but at least i have the pattern to know that sunday this is the day i need to be thinking i need to make my lunches for the week so i've got to figure out where can i find that time for it but thinking about it early in the day or or having that pattern already set up is it allows the space for me to do this and i don't get blindsided by it and so i think that like i said allow the space for growth these these pillars These areas will grow with me, with the kid, and and I'm not going to, I just don't want to have the belief that this kid will take from that in a negative way. I think it's going to shift, and and our lives are going to shift. With every new challenge and every new thing, we work with it, not against it. And so if I could leave you with anything, it's just... The most powerful thing you can do to find balance in your life, the most powerful thing you can do for yourself is simple, but just asking, what do I need? What do I need? And having the courage to go after that. And so, I hope that you guys listened and and you can take things from this i'm grateful for all of you for listening for tuning in you know the next podcast coming up i'll have my next dad talk i've got a cool dad to talk to i can't wait for you guys to to listen to this and to to hear the next uh conversation i get to have with a new dad um So thank you guys for listening. Um, If you want to know where you can find me, you can go to podbean.com, Spotify. I'm up on that. Uh, YouTube uh, and Google Play. Those are the areas, places you can find me. Um, I hope that y'all are living your best lives. And uh, go forth and be awesome. Take care.